good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of, and when I say I mean, I am your co-host, Adrian. And I am your co-host, Austin. Hopefully you're surviving the heat wave. We're dying here, or at least I am. Diane, I, <laughs> I am now <laughs> I am? In, in Twin Peaks. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why did you just randomly say Diane? It sounded like you said Diane. Nope, just dying. Um, I should finish that show maybe, or at least the second season. Um, I I didn't I didn't realize that it ended so, not realizing it was being canceled. Yeah. The ending is very abrupt. Uh, I feel like that's kind of okay though. Ah, uh, mm, probably I, not for that show. I, well, I'm very interested to know, um, where like the new seasons go I should watch. we're talking about Twin Peaks for those of you who didn't get that Diane reference I mean you did say Twin Peaks but I understand oh that. that's true because like some important things happen at the end of season 2 and I'm like wait how did he they can't just go back to normal and at the beginning of season 3 right right you would think though season 3 is like years and years later yeah so Maybe. Um, but anyways, how was your week? Anything new and exciting? I have a new, fresh, stiff-as-a-board license. It's nice. not. Apparently, it's just abominably flimsy. And uh, some people <laughs> don't believe that it's a real license at all. And they just quick slip me a fake at the DMV. Nice. Uh, Zach and I went to the DMV. We were there for mm -hmm. about two hours. Solid. Uh, he went and got groceries for us while we were there, because uh, I was making curry. I saw that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I got my license. I was. It, it's kind of surprising how little authentication. That's not a word, but I'm going with it. It's authentication that you need to get your license renewed. You can just show up with the expired license look reasonably like the person that's there and they're like oh yeah sure I, I was I, I brought I went there with no additional identification mm -hmm. and uh, was like hmm, hope that doesn't come back to bite me it didn't nice so like this was like your 16 year old picture being updated to now no it was, it was like uh, I was like 19 Okay. So it hasn't been that many years. He needs a better producer name. Yeah, I think it's okay, probably. I have longer hair now than I did. Oh, wow. So, that's not what I would have guessed, but... No, yeah. Um, but that was, that was fine. Got How did the, the curry turn out? Uh, it was saltier than I thought it was going to be the first bite, but then the, the rest of the bites weren't as salty as I thought they were. Mm -hmm. Or I just got used to the saltiness. I, I'm not sure. Um, non is really the star of the show, in my opinion. I mean, at bread everywhere. Yeah, right, right. I'm I'm kind of a bread guy. Uh, yeah. So... Is that, Non considered bread? Uh, non is... It's like a flatbread. So, like, Non is more of a bread than chapati is. Okay. Um, because so there's baking 
powder in in naan, so it does rise some. Whereas mm-hmm. like chapati are they're basically tortillas, but just a different name. Okay, so just for clarification, you're not saying ciabatta. No, you're I'm saying not saying chapati. Ciabatta is definitely bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's chipotle. why I was confused about you saying it not rising in a tortilla like. No, no, yeah, chapati are like Italian. No, Indian tortillas. Okay, okay. I have also made those. They're very easy. Tortillas are easy to make. Fun fact. I believe it. It's just like flour. You put water in it. You work it until it's a lump, and then you roll it out and just griddle it. Fair. Okay, so the naan was good, and that was the most important part. Yep. Um, and then I played the new CTR. Fun fact, I'm terrible Crash at it. Crash Team Racing. Yeah, did you know they remade it for platforms? Uh, I also heard that it got an update or something because it was so bad or something. Uh, the loading times were very bad, but it did let us get... It gave us time to get to know each other better, so that That's was good. good. Um, very bad at that. I gave a brief synopsis of Stranger Things season three. Nice. Afterwards, nice. um, what else did I do? I found a mouse in my house. Been there. Uh, Monday. I was just like going up the stairs, and mm-hmm. apparently this mouse was just coming down the stairs. We ran into each other. <laughs> Like, it was, like, some awkward running into each other on the stairs, and the mouse was like, oh, my bad. Turns around and just runs back up the stairs. And I, Wait, I, hold up. How big is this mouse? Can oh, mice climb stairs? I was surprised, yeah. Um, it was very. It's a very small mouse. It, it was probably, like, I don't know, like, two inches long. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a very big mouse, but it was it was cruising up the stairs. And then all night, it was just, like, up and down the stairs. I'm like, mouse, what what are you doing? Like, what, like, what things do you have to be doing right now? Just go to bed. Um, are mice, about, like, somewhat nocturnal? They are. Um, it's been aggravating. Um. Wait, time out, time out, time out. It's been aggravating? So you haven't done anything about the mouse in your house? I have done nothing about it. Um, I don't know what to do. Uh, well, I have some experience with this. You could catch it and make it a pet, and then it'll die three, de- three days later. That seems cruel. I didn't try to kill it. It was very sad. I wanted to keep it as a pet. Um. No, did I tell you about the time there was a giant spider in my room? No, how giant are we talking? Uh, it was about the size of a coaster and thick. Oh my heavens. It was the it was the worst spider I've ever seen in my life. That's rather I saw it and I What was did like, you do with that? I did not know there was tarantulas here. Because that, that can only be a tarantula. Well, you do so, live in like so, a swampy marsh rainforest. I know, I know. It's not a real tarantula, but it... It for all intents and purposes, it was. It could a be the North American tarantula. There so are what are you gonna do about American the mouse? Tarantulas already. They're just in South North America. The mouse. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't know what to do about the mouse. With with this giant spider, I knew what to do. I grabbed my thing of soap that I used to refill my soap dispenser and just hit it a couple times until it was dead. 
with mice, though. Did you though, feel like you were in Stranger Things? I don't know what to do, because I would feel really bad about yeah. hitting it several times with a big soap thing until it died. Yeah, that feels really bad. Huh? I feel like there's a catch-and-release situation here that, that's an option. Well, like that, but we that were just could both, have been an option We were for startled me. to run into each other. Okay, well, that that aside, I don't see how that, like... You don't owe this mouse anything. You don't need to, like, let it live in your apartment. Well, I haven't I haven't seen it since then, so... But you hear it at nighttime. I know I how annoying that, that hearing can be of them scurrying around. And then, next thing you know, it'll be walking across your hand while you're sleeping and freak you out. I am deeply worried about that. Okay, well, that is what happened to me. And then that night, I <laughs> searched all around the place, caught it in a bucket. And then what I should have done is just released it the next day as opposed to try to keep it as a pet. In the same bucket? No, I got. I went out and, like, bought... Have you not heard this story? No. I thought I told you this story. I told somebody this story. Anyways. No. Um... So I'm sleeping. It's for for like days. I'm hearing this mouse at night running around. I think it's in the walls. I think it's outside. I don't know where it is. One night I'm sleeping. It runs across my hand. I should do. I need to do the abridged version. I like freak out in the middle of the night. I like. Long story short, I catch this mouse. It's in the middle of the night. I put him in like a trash can until the next day. I like don't know what to do. So I like put some baby carrots in there and like put some water in like a milk jug lid leave it in there while i go to work after work i go to walmart buy a fish tank buy like all this other stuff for mouse housings mouse food and stuff get it all set up for him put him in here he's not doing well this is day one he's like just kind of hiding doesn't seem to be eating doesn't eat any of my carrots the next day not doing great <laughs> i'm trying to like that. i respect that move the baby carrots are so good. They're the candies of the vegetable family. The so I'm trying to. That's sad. I'm trying to like feed this one with like a, a feed it with an eyedropper, feed it some milk because I think it's a baby mouse. He's very small. I named him Pip. And then by the third day, I like I'm like this isn't good. And I went to work and I knew coming back that he was gonna be dead. And there he was, dead in his cage. I couldn't do anything for him. That's my mouse story. That is traumatic. <laughs> it was really sad. And now I've always wanted a pet mouse since then. Really? I mean, not really, but sometimes I think about him. So what I would well, recommend for your mouse <laughs> I, is that you catch it. I have done it. nothing with this mouse. I recommend that you catch it and then just let it outside. That would right be now I'm, I'm operating on a live and let live policy. Okay, well. You can Hopefully do that. Hopefully he doesn't want. touch my books. Yeah, he's going to nibble on the corners. Because that'll, that'll go badly for Senor Mouse. Or Senorita, we don't know. Um, this past week I did something that I've never done before. What was it? I went to the store and bought beer. Wow. Yeah, I know. So, 
I was going to this party this weekend. Wow. And, I mean, it was thrown on by, like, one of the elders of our church. So, wow. you know, it was like a church party with beer. So, getting real wild. Um, but anyways, he was making... So, he's from Japan? No, he's not from Japan. Where's Francis Chan from? Is he from China? I don't know. I didn't spell Francis right. Francis Chan. He's Chinese. This is that, that. I just went to the Jackie Chan Wikipedia page. We're just going to give up right now. He's from somewhere in the Pacific Islands. Uh, he lived in Hawaii for a while. He and his wife. This just and, says he's American. Okay, well, he's of Chinese descent, I think. But my, uh, my friend Shane is not uh, from the same place that Francis Chan is. Anyways, he... We... Um, he had us over because he wanted to make authentic poke for us, which is basically, are you familiar with poke? No. It's basically like sushi, but in like a bowl salad form. Okay. It's very good. I have heard that sushi it is not the fish. That's sashimi, and sushi is just things rolled in rice. Well, that still works here because it's just like rice and then the stuff that you would roll in rice. This time, typically tuna. So he made poke for us. It was very good. I mean, it wasn't very good, to be honest. There's a there's a poke place in Portsmouth. Like, I kind of felt like theirs is better, but maybe I wow. just don't know. Maybe it's just not authentic, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. He also made Hawaiian steaks, which if you're not familiar, are just spam, slices of Spam marinated and then grilled. Can't say I've ever had Spam before, but in this format, it actually wasn't terrible. Yeah, so, I don't I don't know if Spam... I only know that Spam is terrible from the way that I know Queen songs. You know, it's just like something that seeps into your mind from the culture. Mm-hmm. Um... We also had some other fish that was freshly caught that day or something like that. By whom? Um, Alex Chromatic. Oh, by the way, I'm supposed to tell you, okay. if you're ever in York again, because I hear that is where that lighthouse is. Yeah. The best place to get a lobster tail is at the hospital. The hospital? The hospital. I hear... Wait, the tail or just a lobster roll? A lobster roll. Okay. The I hospital, like anyone, your hospital. Anyone can go into the hospital and use their their cafeteria. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I've never done that. I've never thought to do that. But I hear you can. Oh, I'm dubious. I'm dubious. Not of the fact that you could use their cafeteria, that, that, that they have the best lobster roll. Yeah. Um, we also had, um, I could find out. We also had mochi or whatever those weird things are. They're like weird jelly. They're kind of like giant gummies, but not. They're like from Japan or something. They ate them on Rhett and Link one time. I didn't really like them because they kind of reminded me of giant gummies, and I'm not a gummy guy. That's too bad. I don't know. I kind of enjoy my life living gummy-free. 
Oh, exciting news. As Maybe. of this past weekend, we have fully raised all of the funds to take the youth group to New Day in England. So Woo-hoo. we were going to go anyways, but we're fully funded now. When so. is that, by the way? That's in two weeks, end of, not next week, but the week after that. We should plan things. Yeah, we should. So, just to shout out, we Austin and I haven't planned anything, but nope. there's there's a chance we're taking some time off here <laughs> in the next, like, couple of weeks. But yeah, look we'll, out for that. Oh, we'll be yeah. here, oh, we'll yeah. be here, we'll be here next week, but, uh, so we'll have the fin- finalized details. But, so you'll know, and it won't just be like an endless nothing. Yeah. But yeah. What do you got for us this week to chat about? So, I have been concerned. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've, I've been concerned, or I've been thinking about, um, who, who does the responsibility fall upon for understanding media um for this podcast apparently i am not often clear uh so sometimes and i would say we not just you so who who is responsible for for unders for understanding things in media is it is it the responsibility of the people creating things or the people who are engaging with things. So, when you say responsibility, what do you mean? Like, so, as a consumer, I am responsible for knowing, for understanding what the person is talking about? Um. Like, if I'm just watching a YouTube video or something. Right, right. So, like, uh, so I'm thinking about like like Twitter. Okay. If there's fake news on Twitter or Facebook, is it I guess this is more of a platform question then. Is it Twitter's responsibility to deal with fake news or is it our responsibility to better engage with uh the things that we're seeing on Twitter? Okay, so this is a different question than your That is a question. different question. Or, I'd like yeah, to get yeah. so, back to both. Okay, so you want to get back to both. Which one? Where do you want to start first? Let's start with this platform question. Okay. I still think social media. Social media is even like a, a different thing than maybe just like a news platform, right? Because I would say like it is if there is fake news on like a news channel, it is the responsibility of the news channel to like make sure that the information that they're giving to the people is true. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about, like, Twitter, I'm not really sure if it's Twitter's responsibility to, like... Now, okay, let me rephrase this. I'm not saying that necessarily Twitter shouldn't, or Facebook shouldn't necessarily try to take a stance against fake news, but I think just from, like, the base layer, these pl- like these places are supposed to be a place where people just come and put information right and so i don't think that it's necessarily something that it's their responsibility 
completely to make sure that the... I don't know. I don't know. I guess that gets kind of sticky because when you think about... I don't know. There's just different situations, I guess, where it could be like, is this appropriate? Then you have to control it or something like that. But I don't think the understanding, like in the sense of fake news, I don't think the responsibility is on Twitter necessarily to say that this is fake news. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, you said consumer, and I don't like the word consumer when, okay. when we're talking about media. Uh, Why because, not? Uh, to me, it, it implies a sort of um, complacency. Or, or not a complacency, but a, a passive ingestion of whatever happens to be passing in front of you. Like, I mean, that is social media. No, only like it depends. It, dep- it depends on how you you engage with it. That's that's like how they want you to engage with it. Um, which sounds like a conspiracy, but like to to talk to say that we consume media makes it a really passive thing. Why does and that I, make it passive? Cuz like if I if I eat a cake, there's only that's one an way action. Can, yeah, but that's the only way if once I eat the cake, only one thing's going to happen to it. I'm going to digest it. If you ate the same piece of cake, you'd digest it the same way. We'd get the same amount of calories. Okay. What do you think should be a better term? Um so I think that we should we should talk about media exclusively in terms of radio okay go on so to me every person who is sending a message or they have something that they're trying to say they get it and they say okay I need to take this and put it into a framework that I can transmit this in a way that makes sense so you use some typical encoding scheme for example FM so you frequently modulate your message. You send that out. S- there are other radio towers around. Radio towers, they're listening for things to come in. To get the message that you're trying to get, they have to be on the same... They have to be using the same decoding method as you're using as encoding. So, like, if you're scanning around your AM radio, they're never going to pick up my FM signal. Um, or if you're, like, if you're too far away... It doesn't matter what you're doing. The signal is attenuated, so you're not going to understand it. This is my unified theory of communication. Okay, so... Okay, so you don't want... So you want to... Only people to present media in a way that if you can, you can only understand it if you are on the same same frequency, same same wavelength. No, no, no. I think that is that is like an unavoidable fact. Okay. So we should acknowledge it. Okay. Because so, so like the the way to me how we talk about with consumers, it's like we blame Twitter, right? Because Twitter is sending us... It's like they're sending us bad romaine lettuce with E. coli. We get this E. coli lettuce, we eat it. We have to have diarrhea then because we ate E. coli. Who do we blame? The people who sent us the E. coli lettuce. Okay, so bring it back into the realm of Twitter so I understand fully what you're saying. Sure, 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 sure. So Twitter is a platform. 
they have a bunch of content there that they're sending out into the world. Mm-hmm. And if we consume that content, we see some hate speech. And it has an indelible effect on us. And it's the same effect on everyone. It's bad. So we say, Twitter, you sent us out bad stuff. Now I'm vomiting. Fix it. But I think that's, but that's, that's, that's a, a bad way to think about it. People blame Twitter? Oh, yeah. They don't blame like, the people that are hit, speaking hatred? Uh, no, but it's like it's up to Twitter to solve the problem. Okay, so what are you saying? Uh, I, I don't think it should be up to platforms to solve the problems. I don't think so either. It's not Twitter's fault. It should be between the person who's communicating and the person who's receiving. Yeah. Right? But I, I like. I also think there needs to be some amount... There. What I worry about is that um, there's too much disconnect between people's frameworks, and so they hear the messages that other people are putting out, but they're they're looking at it, they're decoding it in such a way that it makes absolutely no sense, or it makes a different sense, and so they say this is bad, and then the people are like, that's not even what I meant, and so you just get into, you're like. You said this. No, I didn't say this. I said this. And then there's no understanding there. Um. Okay. I, I think that there's, like, a couple things in play. I think it's, like, the way it's being... The way it's being transmitted or the way that it's being represented. For instance, on Twitter, it's just a little text blurb, right? Like, that that is... I'm pretty sure it's it's fairly well known or understood that like sending text messages or making text-based comments is not always the best way to communicate like clearly, right? Would you agree with that? Uh no. You think that in a Twitter message that that a Twitter tweet is a effective way of communication? No, I just disagree that text-based messages aren't the best way to communicate. I I am excluding things that are longer than a tweet or a, a specific or like a generic text message. Okay, like, Twitter is not the best way to communicate. Right, but even but even like sending a text is not as good of a conversation. Like, it's it's easier for things to be misconstrued in text-based rather than and and then so that's that's one layer the other layer is like there's no give and take really on twitter maybe there is maybe there isn't but like if one person is just saying things you don't really have the opportunity to say hey can you clarify what this is i'm not sure i fully understood that or can you go into this more because i'm not really sure you only just have this one word that you like message that you have to try to decode like I'm, so, do you see what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and I, I would say that's... I, I think texting can be a really effective form of communication if you know the person well. Right. So, like, I, I'm, I'm fine with that, agreeing with that. But usually on Twitter, that's not necessarily the case. That's my point. My point, though, is that we need to better build those communication 
before we can expect to understand anyone. Right, and you don't you you don't come to that texting place like texting conversation place just by texting. You are I'm assuming that you've come to this by knowing the person outside of your phone. Yeah, or right. it's like if people that I listen to, I read them in their own voice. It's like text messages. If I know someone, you can hear them in the text. Right, right. Um, and so what I, what I think about is that, to me, it seems the prevailing assumption is that anyone who is receiving something does not have to work to consume this. It's just like, I got some candy, whoop, pop that in there. You don't need to think about digesting. You just do it. But I, I think that is a really unhelpful way to think about um, any interaction. Like, all of them involve work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think if... I don't think it doesn't... Re- it requires work on both sides. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, any communication has to be, like, collaborative. And, like, everyone shares responsibility for actually understanding things. Right, which is why... I, I guess that's what I was kind of getting at about the whole idea of, like if there's only one-way conversation, like one-way interaction, it's not, like, there isn't ability for that back and forth. You don't have that ability to actually build on that discussion at all. It's just like, here's the facts. Well, I don't even think you need, like, two-way communication is better, but even just going in, assuming you don't necessarily understand what someone is saying, is more helpful than two-way conversation assuming you already know what they're talking about. Say that again? So, two-way conversation, if both of you assume you know what the other person is talking about but you're wrong, is less helpful than one-way communication assuming you don't necessarily understand what the other person is saying. Okay. I think so. Okay, I don't know for sure. I, neither of them sound great, but... So, like, what... Well, yeah. But, like, the point of communication is to understand each other, right? Right. So, if you are having a two-way conversation, and you both are already assuming you know what the other person means, but you're wrong, mm-hmm. then you might as well not be talking to each other. Okay. And so, to me, it's a it's a more helpful position, regardless, to assume you may not understand what the other person is saying. I'm bad okay. at that. Um, yeah. But I, I think that's a better stance um, to talk about, or to, to think about communication and engaging with, with media. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just I, I wish we would stop saying consumer. Also, oh man, I was in Wise today. Okay. This segue is related. Don't worry. I'm and not. I was at the checkout, um, and some little tiny cart fell over, um, and some little toddler girl was pushing it around, and it has this flag that says customer and training on it, and it made me want to puke because like, ew, that's disgusting. 
likewise get stop invading my life stop invading my my children's lives they're not my children but it they're not they're not a customer they're they're a person fair so so your problem with the idea of consumer is that it, it prevents us from thinking is that what your fear is um I, to me consumer implies that you don't have to engage with something okay you you just consume it okay like binging things the reason you binge things is to get less calories out of it in an actual like food standpoint you also you know vomit afterward um yeah and so like to say that we consume anything to me implies that you're not um you don't have to engage with it because consumption is a you know a largely passive thing okay so how do we so if this is a problem then how do we get better at engaging so i get, we're moving away from the question should we move back to the question uh well i i mean I th- to me the answer is both people right i i don't think that i i mean i think that we should always be engaging and if you're trying to communicate then both sides should be trying to engage right um Otherwise, why are you communicating? Um, right? Do you agree with that? Yeah. And so, like, I think the responsibility is on both sides to fully understand what is being communicated. Um, I think just sometimes in, like, a lot of the media that we interact with, it's hard to communicate with. Or it's hard to... If you don't have... Like, if I'm just watching a YouTube channel, like, YouTube video... It's hard for me to be like, okay, what are they talking about? Like, even if I don't know what they're, don't understand, assume that I don't understand what they're talking about, like, it's still hard to engage with that because it's one-sided, right? I mean, maybe you have the internet. I mean, I can't just, like, write a comment on one of the Vlogbrothers videos and assume that it's going to get interact, like, well, that yeah, to respond to. You have more of the internet than just comments, though. Like, you could look around see what other things they do and like so like you watch a video and you're like okay why do they say that just google around try to find out okay go into that more what do you mean i mean people typically have reasons for believing things and those reasons are typically not exclusive to a single person so if someone is expressing something you could ask huh i wonder why they're expressing this that's the research uh, you Google it, and there's, you know, typically other people expressing similar ideas. Okay. And maybe they would, you know, say their rationale for doing so. Okay. So, is that how we get better at interacting with media rather than consuming? Well, yeah, I think so. Just, like, be be critical of what be critical of what you're reading and like your own reactions to it what do you mean by that so if i i don't tweet or go on twitter 
but if I if I see something on Twitter and I'm like I am outraged by that or that makes me sad think hmm I wonder why this person is posting that hmm I wonder why this makes me outraged or sad and if you're if you if you're going to then respond to it think how do I respond to this in a way that is helpful like if if you're it depends on what the point of your responding is if you're responding in a way that's trying to um, help people understand your point of view then respond in a way where you explain your point of view um, but if it if it's not if you if you're responding just to um, be angry I would recommend um, not doing that I mean that's like all of Twitter yeah I know that I from my understanding of Twitter I don't I recommend never... Twitter to people okay okay so so engage in a way that is in a way that is like engaging with your understanding as well I mean I, I don't know I just I'm trying to imagine this happening on Twitter or YouTube and it just is I'm failing to figure out how that actually happens um, well I, I could segue to what I actually want to talk about but we're going to keep focused um, so just you believe things right I mean you can segue if you want okay great I I so a question that I have been thinking about is should we say that things are racist um, because for those of you who have not been following the news there has been lots of debate about um, President not, Trump so just saying that Trump's tweets are racist um, and then people saying they're not racist so mm -hmm. to me what's what's frustrating about that is like people on the left say that's racist which is you know is true uh, but like read anything any Trump supporter says they don't think it's racist so no. you saying that it's racist is not going to convince anyone that, like calling people racist is usually the best way to shut down a conversation um, actually someone brought up dead children in a conversation that I was in recently that was pretty effective um, but calling someone racist is is usually a good way to to shut down any any communication so what's what's the point of saying that something is racist I assume it's because you want standing people to up for injustice well yeah but like why do it on Twitter if aren't you you're trying to tell people that this is injustice and if people don't believe that it is why say it say it in say it in a better way where you're saying I think this this is racist because blah 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 you should care about racism because blah 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 Be, like if if they say it's not racist and you say it's racist and that's mm -hmm. the conversation what's the point okay so then how do we I guess how do we engage with that you just 
don't stop at just saying it's racist? Yeah, say why. Why do you think it's racist? Why do you think not being racist is important? Like, what what is your motivation for not being racist? And then don't assume that that other the other person is just being racist and has no legitimate reasons for doing the things that they're doing. Try to understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. vice versa. Okay. Like well, Trump supporters so say it's not racism. He's just, you know, not um, appreciating citizenship as much as he should. So ask why. Um, like how how are they different just ask questions okay and say like why you believe the things that you do okay so what do i do if i'm saying if i'm having a conversation or trying to have a conversation and the other person doesn't really want to have that conversation and i'm saying and i'm trying to ask questions and they just kind of shut down like if i'm saying this this is racist this is why this is why I think not being racist is important and why equality and all of these things are important and they're just saying it's not racist, it's not racist. Ask them what they believe. People love talking about themselves. People love talking about why they believe things. Okay. So the, I guess where, so where does it get anywhere? What if I get to the end of the conversation and he, the person I'm talking to knows what I believe and I now know what they believe what if nothing happens? That's fine. I mean, the, there's like something. It's either it's like you now understand each other, but you still disagree, versus you disagree and everyone understands each other less. Okay. That, that's still a better outcome. Okay. I assume so, that's hard to do on Twitter. I was I was gonna say uh, because no one seems to do it. Right. Why, I guess, like, why do you think this is the case? Like, why do you think people don't make those that effort to try to learn what other people are saying or why they say it or... Well, I, I think it's just the, the way you think about things, you, you, you tend to assume that people have a shared framework in which they also understand the world. And so it's, there's no reason for you to, for most of the time, if you're talking to someone who has enough shared understanding with you, you don't have to make almost any assumptions in your communication with them because you share so many of the same foundations. So often you don't have to, to talk about why you believe the things that you do because you, you already have those shared beliefs. But when you're, right. like, not everyone has those shared um foundational beliefs well it's almost like, almost nobody does right like i mean you can find some overlap but like it not like nobody is going to think the exact same way that you do right um so it doesn't happen because i think people go in a lot of times assuming people understand the world in a similar way to they that they do and it makes no sense in the way you understand things to do something. So mm -hmm. that's just, that's crazy or they're bad. Um, like there's, there's so many things that I think that are, are 
bad and wrong in the world, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't go around like shouting them out because that's why who am I going to convince doing that? Like if I if I want things to change, it's not going to change by me saying this is bad, this is bad. Who cares? I'm just some guy. So how do we, I guess then how does change happen? Like how, if... Change happens by building those understandings between people. So like, if you can say this is why I think the way that I do, and this is, like, you look at the world this way, I look at the world this way, can you like see where I'm coming from? Those are the types of things that change how we talk about, like, how we interact with the world, or, like, um, framing something in a way in which another person values uh, the underlying thing. So, it, it's like like the kneeling for the flag. Mm-hmm. For half the world, for half of America, it's about, um, like, racial injustice. For the other half, it's about loyalty to the country. Those are not mutually exclusive goals. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how can you frame racial injustice as um, loyalty to the country? I'll give you a hint. Martin Luther King. Um, or how can you um, explain loyalty to the country in terms of racial injustice um, I can't think of any good examples off the top of my head so that's something you should practice okay so I guess then like where what's the I think that's good I think maybe maybe some of the balance and maybe it's just like like working how do I work on humility or something I'll just say what I'm thinking but like what if something is actually wrong so for instance like racism like this is actually just wrong right and so the truth is like this is not okay and so like how do you and and I don't know I guess maybe it's it's like a patience thing but like we shouldn't be okay with that and so even like trying to listen and understand where someone's coming from feels bad because in some ways it's just like (laughs) you're wrong right like I don't know maybe that's just like prideful and I need to work on humility but like how does that work when something is just wrong well yeah I agree I have been telling people all my life that they're wrong and I've never convinced anyone Uh, so like it it's not enough to just tell people that they're wrong like you have to like yeah you it's like uh scientists are really bad at saying why it's important to care about climate change because the way what they look at the world is um that people have a knowledge gap and that knowledge gap is what's keeping them from from changing their minds so they say oh if i can just throw some more statistics about climate change people will believe it that's not true knowledge gaps is not how people like it's not how the majority of people uh, think about their beliefs Mm -hmm. so it is often 
far less effective to say that you're wrong than it would be to say nothing. And so even if even if something is wrong, that makes it more like that makes it all the more important that we engage in a way that is useful at actually like you know removing the what's wrong instead of just suppressing it. Right, because we can't just do nothing, right? We can't just we can't do nothing and we can't say it's just wrong. So like we have to do something, right? I mean, we, you can say it's just wrong and then But you said that, that like, doesn't work. Well, right. You'd have to use force to to enforce that. Um but then those those underlying beliefs aren't gonna change at all. Yeah. If anything they just become more ingrained. Mm-hmm. So that's why the communication is more important for things that are wrong. Man, we just need to get rid of Twitter and get rid of, I don't know. It just feels so unhelpful, right? It just feels like there's no room for that conversation to happen. It just feels like it's propagating the, okay, I'm going to hear this the way that I hear it and everyone else is wrong and they're not hearing it right. Well, I mean, we like that. That's that's like a very natural way to respond to things. So, like, it's our fault as much as it is Twitter's fault. Twitter is just really good at amplifying things. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, I guess I was said earlier that I'm not going to blame Twitter. But, like, I just feel like it doesn't set up for good communication. Oh, no. No, it's not. Okay, so, so what do we do? Like... I don't know. I still feel like I'm in a spot where I can't say that people are wrong and I can't do nothing. So I just have to try to engage and understand where other people are coming from and be okay if they don't change right away. Yeah, I mean, like... I probably also have to be open to changing myself. Yeah, like the default state for most people is they're not going to change what they believe. So, right, any any communication, any any change is then good for you you know assuming yeah. you're right um so probably yeah that probably is where it probably needs to start is assume not me assuming that i'm always right yeah which um, i feel like in in many ways i'm bad at that but like i hope i'm getting somewhat better maybe uh, are you familiar at all with the prayer of saint francis maybe so that's really it's been really challenging for me the towards the end it says um, that we should seek to to understand rather than be understood um, and I, I think that's that's the real challenge is is seeking to understand um, because like if you understand where people are coming from you can better relate to them and relate um, things you care about to things they care about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, uh, the Atlantic is is all disgusted with uh, the people at the Trump rally in North Carolina, um, which is fair. And they're interviewing these people, and they're like, we don't think it's racist. It makes us want to support him more. So, why? Like... If you if you take that and be like, oh, they're all racist and irredeemable, 
Okay. What what is, what's changed now? Like how have you how have you made how have you made the world less unjust by further entrenching people in, in views you think are wrong? Mm-hmm. Um so like engage with what people who disagree with you. People people even if they have bad reasons for believing things, they think they have good reasons for believing things. Well, I'm sure that's true for me. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> I just don't want to, in, in, in some way that sounds like, I don't want it to sound like we're free from having bad ideas or we know everything that's right, even if sometimes I'm guilty of thinking that. I, I feel like that humility on my part comes first as well. Right. Like, that's, that's why we should seek to understand rather right. than be understood. Right. Yeah, that's challenging, because I think a lot of times we just want to be understood rather than understand others. Mm-hmm. So this is okay. my rant. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's good. How do we engage and try to understand, even if we disagree? before trying to force our beliefs and understanding, but also being willing to share why you yeah. believe, and especially for those that are in the things that are unjust. Because I, I don't want to come to a place where it's like, we don't do anything about injustice, which I don't think you're necessarily saying. I don't think that's what you're saying at all, actually. I'm say- I think what you're saying is we need to f- look at how do we go about that. Mm-hmm. And if we're just fighting back with the same tactics, nothing's going to happen. But if you try to subvert that and have understanding, you will be able to have show understanding of your side once you're able to open up about and, and hear the understanding from the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd love for... It's, yeah, so, like, I'm thinking... The, the prevailing economic theories right now are like rational behaviorist theories so people do things to optimize their outcomes. I think they're wrong but it's I, I would just be interested. I'd be like Bernie Bernie's a bad person to ask because he would say capitalism's bad so just overthrow the system but I'd say Bernie if, if it's economically advantaged for me to be racist why shouldn't I be racist? I'd love to hear what Bernie Sanders says to that or anybody says to that. Okay. I'm not sure I know enough about Bernie Sanders to be able to fully understand that, but... Yeah. yeah. It's just like... Why shouldn't people be racist? I don't know if people can give a good answer to that. Other than that it's Other than wrong. it's just wrong. Why? Because all people have value. Why? Regardless. Yeah, why, though? Because that's what the Bible says. That's what God okay. says. That's not what everyone believes. So. I mean, this is, you're getting into a conversation of where does morals and the higher truth come from, right? Yeah, I think that's things that you need to talk about. Like, where do your beliefs come from? What's, what's the foundations of your beliefs? And why is that the foundation of your beliefs? 
and people are going to have different foundations so then we shouldn't be surprised when people have different beliefs I think that's fair but you're not going to like you're not going to understand the leaves until you look at the roots you know I don't like that I, analogy at all I don't either but I understand what you're saying yeah it's a it's but, bad it was spur of the it, moment I apologize yeah, it, it wasn't great but I retract everything it would be better if you would have gone like microscopic instead of and then macro like you can't understand like the stroke of the painting without seeing the whole picture or something it's out of context mm -hmm. I don't know maybe they're both not great but that one's better though it is better don't try to understand somebody's beliefs before you know we could even talk about worldview but we're out of time we could even shout out N.T. Wright your new favorite man um, oh I was uh, going to shout out Jonathan Haidt we're out of time so recommendations go um, so I just finished a book it's taken me a while to read but it's The Unconsoled by Kazuo Ishiguro um, mm -hmm. it, so remember when I said that A Pale View of Hills was the most the book that I felt kept me at the most distance of any book that I've ever read. I think so. It is now the second most distancing <laughs> book that I've ever read. The Unconsoled is... I have never felt more more pushed away by a book than uh -huh. The Unconsoled. It's so weird. And I, I kept waiting for the plot to make sense, but the plot never makes sense. So, spoilers. Uh, so if you're reading The Unconsoled, I think that's actually a great expectation to go into because you, then you can think about it as a a single character study as told through the lens of multiple characters and their relationships with each other. I think okay. that's really what the book's about. And so the plot never makes sense because everyone is like a weird, broken reflection of the main character who has a, just a bizarre relationship to time and space. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I don't know if, if this is still in the introduction at all, but Bonnie Vare has two new songs, Faith and Gelmore. Beautiful. Check them out. All right. Um, my recommendation for this week, the, pretty much the only new media I've consumed. I don't know if that's true, and I just used the term consumed. Yeah, so. I was about to th throw up in my mouth a bit. I have engaged with it, though, because I've watched videos about it. Oh, good. A little bit. I haven't asked Ed about any of it, but I've been listening to Ed Sheeran's new album mm. featuring everyone under the sun. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good, though. Um, I think I like the front half of the album better than the back. Um... My favorite songs. You know what? I need to listen to... Um, there's a song featuring somebody in a hoodie hoodie with a zeddy or something. That it's That's so Girl not... Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me find it for I, you. I, I, I've listened to two songs off of this. I have been impressed with neither of them. What did you listen to? I listened to the one with Chance the Rapper and the yep. one with Eminem and 50 Cent. You didn't like the one with Eminem and 50 Cent? No. I I wanted it... I don't know. I feel like if you've got Eminem on it, it's got to be more hardcore than that. Okay. Um, it's Ed Sheeran, though. 
Yeah, Ed Sheeran can be hardcore sometimes in an Ed Sheeran okay. way. Okay. Um, like so, do you know the song Eraser? Yeah. Like do that, but with the an Eminem verse. That'd okay. be awesome. Um. Well, anyways, I like Remember the Name, which is the one with Eminem and Fifty Cent. Cross Me would be better if P and B Rock was not on there. If it was just Chance and. Ed, I think. And they weren't trying to sound like Justin Timberlake. That's fine. A Thousand Nights is the one I was thinking about, which is Feet, A Boogie, With The Hoodie. Um, so I was kind of close. Um, I want to listen to some of his individual stuff, I think. Um, I also like... Um, let's see. Beautiful People, the first one. The music video is pretty good. And some other ones. They're all, they're all pretty good. But anyways, Ed Sheeran, the sixth collection or something like that. I don't know. He's he's ridiculous. In one of his songs, he talks about how much money he made off of the his last tour or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like five hundred million or something like that. I'm just like, this is insane. But I mean, that's not shocking. I, I, I mean, that's just a lot of money. That's a half a billion dollars. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Oh, a thing that I... I don't know if I recommend it or recommend never, ever seeing it. Uh, okay. But the trailer for the Cats musical just came out. I heard it was terrifying. It is terrifying. Uh, so take it as you will. Okay. Well... I don't know if I'll look into that, but maybe. I don't, yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we'll see you next week.